Welcome, guys, to episode two. We're very excited to have an actual topic this time um, (laughs) that everyone can get around. Okay, well, what are we talking about, Ahona? We're talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, What? Yeah. I'm ready. (laughs) A little spotlight on Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Yeah, the reason we wanted to record an episode on him was because we both felt like, even though he's pretty famous... For some reason, he's just not as popular as other actors, and we wanted to really dig into why that was. So we kind of did um, basically a week of rewatching uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movies we haven't seen before and just really thinking about um, him in general. But before we get into our theories, just wanted to give a little background on him. So Jake was born in L.A., comes from a Hollywood family. His, direct- his dad is a director, mom was a screenwriter, and his older sister, obviously Maggie, is an actress as well. Um, they were in Donnie Darko together, and she uh, played a love interest in the Dark Knight movies. And his breakout roles were in October Sky and Donnie Darko. Um, like I said, he came from a Hollywood movie, so naturally he was a child star. But he's also been in Broadway productions, mm-hmm. and actually one of his plays um, called <laughs> Seawall Slash A Life, which has no Wikipedia page, by the way, <laughs> associated with it. Very Great. niche. Um, was nominated for a Tony, so he's just extremely talented. Um, but yeah, he's also very vocal about social and political issues. There's no controversies on his Wikipedia page, which I thought was like very unique. Um, and most That's of his, yeah, most of his personal section isn't even about him. Um, it's about his sister or his other family members. Um, and then one last thing I thought was interesting. Well, actually, two last things. One is he went to Columbia for college and dropped out halfway, but he was majoring in, I don't know if you know this, but he was majoring in Eastern religions and philosophy. Well, actually, I didn't know about that, but like, it makes sense because apparently he has spoken before in the past that he's like a practicing Buddhist. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes total sense if he's like studied it and he decided, yeah. let me take this route. Yeah. And actually, yeah. So he ended up practicing a little bit of Buddhism and also really random something that I also came across was that the reason he got into that major was because um, there was a professor at Columbia named Robert Thurman who is Uma Thurman's dad (laughs) (laughs) and he was one of the professors um, and like is renowned in the field of eastern religion so I thought that was really interesting that's awesome he has like a lot of like what is that like Kevin Spacey that like or not Kevin Spacey wow that <laughs> Kevin like what is it the nine degrees or six degrees of Kevin Bacon like he has so many familial like celebrity connections oh my god yeah like, I'm sure do you, I'm sure I don't know if you looked it up but do you know who his godparents are wait I did see it but I can't remember who they are it was um Jamie Lee Curtis's godmother oh my god which is amazing and then his godfather was freaking Paul Newman oh Paul Newman for some reason I thought it was like Rod Stewart <laughs> that would be I hilarious i don't know why wait that is really funny i mean um, and, and like side note like i think yeah. it's really cool to see because you know obviously nepotism within hollywood is is huge right. and there's a way to go about it and there's a way that people go about it that you know we're not a lot of you know fans aren't a huge fan of they're like oh you didn't work hard or whatever mm-hmm. what i do appreciate about the gyllenhaal family predominantly with jake and his sister maggie gyllenhaal is that like they always kind of talk about how like their parents were like And of course, it's never going to be normal. But his parents were like, we tried our best for them to have a normal childhood. Yeah. But like they had summer jobs. They didn't want them to start acting too young, etc. Yeah. Um, And another thing is that they're actually talented. Like at least, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, you can kind of tell like no offense. 
Clint Eastwood is cool, but wholly racist. <laughs> but his son, Scott Eastwood, cannot act oh out of a bag. God. And of course, he's Clint Eastwood's son. So of course, he's going to get all these roles. And he is a good looking white guy. Right. But it's just like, that's that's the type of nepotism route that I'm not a fan of. Right. But when you see someone like Jake Gyllenhaal, like, you know, um, clearly hone in on his craft but work hard at it and I full on am a fan of actors who decide to take the stage because stage acting is probably the most difficult also he can sing too and yeah. stage singing is way more difficult as well so like right. he's up there and but... he also chooses like which we'll talk about later like the most mm-hmm. untraditional roles that you could possibly exactly <laughs> so like, I think okay. he's like really trying to just like kind of show his like acting chops like with whatever role he right. decides to take but and like honestly like because I was gonna ask this question later um mm-hmm. and like we could talk about it now though is what do you think goes through his mind when he is like given a script and decides to take the role because now part of me is from this like conversation we're having part of me is thinking that maybe he decides to take certain untraditional roles because he wants to show that he can be a good actor despite like the connections he has like from his family like beyond all of that he still is a good actor um but why Um, do you think he you know takes some of these very untraditional roles I think it's like because he I think he wants to go that route of this character actor but he doesn't want to veer off into like Johnny Depp level character acting right Mm -hmm. and so I think I watched an interview because you know he was in uh Spider-Man was it Far Away From Home Far From Home Um, and he played uh Mysterio. Mysterio, thank you. I was <laughs> no gonna say Mephisto, and I'm like, no, that's oh just God, theories. Imagine. I know, right? I mean, he probably but, would if he got right, that right. <laughs> so, but what I like is that he he said it himself. He's been offered he uh, DC roles. He's been offered you know other Marvel roles before, and he's like nothing really stuck out. So obviously, at the end of the day, even if it was like a pretty oddball role he picked it for a reason right like there's something in there that he liked Mm -hmm. you know he he doesn't even like that cliche of like I feel like you know every actor is part of their character somehow maybe he was he he kind of said in an interview a while back being like I don't always go that way like you want to play someone that you have nothing in common with in a sense you know like um but that's what I appreciated the most when he did pick Spider-Man far away from home and like why I feel like the haters of Marvel World and stuff like need to understand that it's not just all CGI. Like Jake Gyllenhaal isn't going to pick this movie without realizing how good the script will be and how good the story will be. And he killed it. Like, I think he did such a good job. So I think he's very careful about Mm it. Um, I know like if you really look deep into his like IMDb page, there are a couple random films where I'm like, why would you do this one? I don't know what it's called. And I don't know if you saw, but it's with like Jessica Biel and someone else. And it's like this weird romantic comedy type movie. And I'm like, were you broke? Like, did you do this because <laughs> of that reason? Because, you know, sometimes there's those movies. Right. And only some actors will come out and say, like, oh, I did it because I had no money. Like, George Clooney's notorious for saying why he did certain films in the 90s. Yeah. Um, Because he's like, oh, I was broke. Like, there's no other reason why I did it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like... Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go I ahead. I was going to say, Jake Gyllenhaal also seems like a very open, transparent, approachable guy. Like, he posts Instagram... Uh, like IGTV videos Mm -hmm. and things like that so I feel like if the question ever came up like why did you take that role because I like tried to you know I went through like a bunch of different articles talking Mm -hmm. about like that all were like discussing his celebrity status and all these untraditional roles he's taken and um he hasn't really said much on that topic but I feel like there's no reason why he wouldn't um 
But yeah, if I bump into him in Soho, I'll ask him. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like there's <laughs> so many people I know that have also run into him and just been like, he just seemed like a normal guy. Yeah, <laughs> which is like so wild to hear. I'm not, and I'm not trying to say like you know, famous people, celebrities are like this, like you know, they're like this special unicorn or something. But it's for them, they themselves, it's intimidating because they know people will come up to them, and it's not every day you want someone to come up to you, but. I've only heard positive things. Same. I think on TikTok once, like someone said something like that he was a little stiff and rude, but that person was like, well, it's probably because he was tired. Sure. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, but people like, are allowed to have bad days. Also, he's a male Sagittarius. You never know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my God. But like, Very yeah, like, I, I would love to. I just like the fact that, like, I, you know, the whole going back onto why he chooses on his films is that he clearly cares about his craft. And this goes upon his stage acting as well. Like, he cares about it. He loves what he does. I'm sure he loves the fact that he is well known in Hollywood and he's on this, he's pretty much in, I would call him, uh, what do they call it? A list star, even yeah. though back maybe in the 2000s, they would say that was like Tom Cruise, Bruce Willis, whatever. Nowadays, it's like, I I full on believe if Jake Jones in this film, I'm gonna watch it ASAP because I know it's gonna be good here or there. Right. Um, so yeah, like he, I just like I appreciate the fact that he hones in on his craft and he loves it. Like, yeah. and, and and to sidetrack, I know you know everyone's like, oh, everyone likes Jake Jones because he's cute, dude. Yes, he's so attractive. But the one thing I may have like, I'm not trying to give myself a pat on the back, but the one thing I notice is like, I definitely get really appreciate an actor when you can tell they love their craft like mm-hmm. i do like the unconventional actors as well unconventionally um un- like uh, attractive or unattractive people like mm-hmm. i don't think he's that ugly but michael shannon's another side story whom i love because yeah. he's such a like a dork in real life and he also again loves his craft so yeah. the, for jake Hall, it's like a plus that he's also good looking but every time you hear him talk he loves what he does but also he's also a goofball like i think his like you could watch his interviews like what yeah. he did with Ryan Reynolds in life. Those interviews are probably some of my favorite ones to rewatch over and over again. And then any interview that he did with Tom Holland, like it's like, he was like the older big brother and he was like, right. or the big brother. And he was like the dorky little brother that he was bothering the whole time. Aww. But yeah. I need to well, watch you know, to like, and I know you asked me this question, um, but like, <laughs> do you, do you agree with me? Like, do you think he just cares about his craft when he's picking his scripts or he's kind of shotgunning it? No, I, I definitely agree with you. And I feel like it's still like your answer still falls in line with what I think, which is that I think part of him maybe thinks he has something to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, honestly, one of my reasons for why I don't think he's as popular as other actors is he's not in a lot of rom-coms. I know you mentioned a yeah. rom-com, um, yeah. which I don't, you can't remember the movie. I probably haven't seen it. So Yeah, don't worry, I you actually, don't need to see it. Yeah, I saw Love and Other Drugs and like, you know, I'll talk about that too because I rewatched it recently. But yeah, he's, you know, when you think of actors like Leonardo DiCaprio or like Matthew McConaughey or Ryan Gosling or Ryan Reynolds, um, there's like a rom-com that you think of too. And I just feel like he doesn't really have that movie. Like that makes him like, you know, obviously he's very cute. He's very charming, attractive, talented and all of that. But I don't think that I've seen him in a movie where I was like, oh, I want to, yeah, I want a love story like that. Or like, I want to be loved like that. I mean, like the two movies I can think of that were like good romance movies that he was in were Brokeback Mountain and Love and Other Drugs. And in Mm -hmm. neither movie would I have wanted any of the situations. Yeah, (laughs) the outcomes were a little depressing. Yeah, very. I mean, like 
I'm not going to spoil anything, but like, obviously people know that the premise, what the premise of Brokeback Mountain is. And it is in like a time where his type of love with Heath Ledger's character, like cannot really exist. And so, you know, that's, yeah. that's well, like, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. do you not like want to see him in a romantic comedy? Cause this is the one <laughs> thing. Okay. So like you brought up Leonardo DiCaprio. I can't think of a romantic comedy that he was in, but like, sometimes I feel like to get the scope of like a certain actor, for example, I think Matthew McConaughey actually is a better example. Mm-hmm. So when Matthew McConaughey started working in Hollywood, he actually was in more serious films. Like right. he was, you know, and then I think when the early 2000s, late 90s, late 90s came, he did like, you know, um, the, the romantic comedy with, uh, Jennifer Lopez. I can't wedding think of planner. Right now. Yes, wedding planner. I was about to say. He did, <laughs> what, what's the one with Kate Hudson as well? How to lose a guy. How to lose days. a guy. And those are. I'm good. a big rom com like, fan. If you could. <laughs> huge, one hundred percent, right? <laughs> and so fine, you know, like obviously those aren't. You're not going to get a nominated for an, yeah. like a Golden Globe or whatever, right? But what I do like is that you saw all these sides, right? And then you know Matthew McConaughey got lucky with True Detective and just went back into the serious mode. Yeah. Um. I would like to see it, but we've kind of have, like you said, with love um, and other drugs, etc. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't even think I would want to see him in a romantic comedy. I want to see him in like a comedy, like a yeah. like a proper, like kind of like I don't really like Mark Wahlberg, but what's that movie that he did with Will Ferrell as well? Um, um, they're the two detectives or whatever. Oh shoot! Sorry, I'm guys, hoping. but if you're you know what we're talking about maybe Hona, <laughs> Hona can look it up but so it was cool to see that concept because it was a different time of comedy and like Mark Wahlberg as much as I don't like him and a lot of us don't he's not even that great of an actor yeah he himself was like I just wanted to know like you know what it's like to come in a film like this because he's always just doing like you know I, um, yeah serious films though I do love four, four brothers but not him are you talking about daddy's home <laughs> No, no, no. God, no. That's the other one. Okay. No, the the two... It's called, like, Two Guns or something. Oh, or like, is it The Other Guys? The Other Guys. Okay. Like, I actually like that movie. Yeah. Or even, like, Step Brothers. And I do remember, yeah. like, Joaquin Phoenix even said, he's like, I would love to do a comedy with, like, Kristen Wiig or Amy Poehler. Because it's like, you know these actors want to do it, but they're not just going to pick any comedy. And I feel yeah. like, like we said, Jake Gyllenhaal's really picky, and I'm sure he had many cheeky scripts come his way i yeah. do want to see him like relax and do a comedy or something for once ryan yeah. gosling has attempted it and granted those are very good films that he did you know with um uh steve Krell, and he's worked with russell crowe and they were both comedies mm-hmm. so i kind of want jake to take that route now you know like you yeah. know i think he's still planning to do more stage acting etc but like i would like to see like it's still a good film, but it's really basic at the same time. Right. You know? I like... think, yeah. I think I misspoke earlier when I included Leo in, like, the category of rom-com. It's okay. Because it's okay. you're right. Because he, like, I mean, Catch Me If You Can, I don't know if, even know if that counts as a rom-com, but that, to me, is, like, the It's definitely a comedy. Like, it's a yeah. comedy and, it's like, a drama and whatever. Yeah. But, like, I just feel like, from what you said, what I'm thinking now is, like, with Leo and Ryan Gosling and the rest, like, you know, they did do, like, romance movies that I feel like catapulted their careers a little bit. And yeah. that to me makes me wonder, like, do you have to be a heartthrob to su- like first to succeed in Hollywood and get to those more serious movies? Right. Um, like who knows? Yeah. Because, because like, you're right. It would be really weird for, it almost would feel backwards if um, Jake Gyllenhaal decided to randomly just star in a bunch of rom-coms. Um, 
but I yeah, do agree like, that okay? it would not feel backwards if he just did a comedy. <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. And I feel like he was kind of getting at, like, he was, I still think he was funny in Spider-Man. Um, oh, yeah. That wasn't, like, completely the intention. Like, he was a funny villain and, like, a, yeah. I think a likable villain. And, yeah. And that's, so, like, I, a good actor. Like, I... Yeah. If anyone here has never seen any Marvel film, I don't care. But if you appreciate Jake Gyllenhaal or if you want to appreciate a performance, which there's a lot in the Marvel Universe, just look at the way Jake Gyllenhaal performs as uh, Mysterio in Spider-Man Far Away From Home. Because he just, it's effortless. I think that's another reason why people appreciate him so much is that it's effortless. Even if the roles that he plays are completely the opposite, mm-hmm. he's literally that person. And I know we'll talk about it in the future, but it's like the role, or later on in the po- episode, about how he was in like prisoners and stuff as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other like funny fact about him I discovered was, and this is the market researcher in me, I went on Google <laughs> Trends to see like when he was searched the most. In like the last couple of years, and I guess this is more than a couple of years, but yeah. the highest number of searches he had um, was in December 2010 when he started dating Taylor Swift because his name and Taylor Swift's name apparently were searched together the most. Bro, that, that was 2010? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was just yesterday. I know. I mean, like, I- apparently her entire album, Red, was not entire album, but most of it was about him. Um <sighs> You know, I have, I have, I have my opinions about that relationship, but we don't need to talk about it here. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> I've gone back and forth about Taylor Swift, and I've even like when I was writing articles online, I wrote about how I just cannot like her. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I've like started to warm up to her a little bit more in recent years, especially with mm-hmm. like the Scooter Braun stuff and. Um, yeah, and I, I do like some of her songs. Yeah, but I always remember this one story. Uh, one of my best friends, her friend from college, went to high school or element middle high school or middle school with her, and she was saying that Taylor Swift was like really mean. Oh no! And like, I mean, granted, who knows? I yeah. just like you know. I know I you like, hear that about so many people, and you're just like, all right, is this just you trying to like? It's like, honey, you might now. be just mad that you don't yeah. have like. <laughs> a number one selling album but I do agree like I just I'm not a fan and I know some artists do it where they kind of publicize their album or promote it in a way where it's like yes hint hint it's about that one famous guy you like I'm like well we get it we'll figure it out ourselves yeah and I feel like for a little bit I mean also like this is complete like sidetrack right now talking about her but I also feel like um at a certain point when she kind of became known for writing about her exes like they used that as a marketing tactic sort of so, oh yeah same yeah. with harry styles you know again that's a topic for another day yeah um but, but again it is like really weird to think that i mean it's weird for me to picture them together because 2010 was when i was like on tumblr a lot so i remember seeing pictures mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. um but it's just weird for me to imagine that because you know she seems to want this like beautiful romance like that's what a lot of her songs are about but mm-hmm. Again, I don't see him as a romantic guy because with all of his movies, I'm just like, man, I don't want that. I don't like that. And like, wait, I agree. And it's kind of funny. <laughs> but the reason why I don't see him, I who knows? He probably is so romantic. Go probably. for, you know, whoever's dating for him. But um, as a Pisces, Sagitt- female, yeah, partnering with a Sagittarius man is not good because most Sagittarius <laughs> male energy is not 
they're not romantic like they're not yeah they don't comprehend you know hey guys I'm not hardcore about like this stuff I'm just this is stuff I've read so please don't be like oh my god Hannah that's not how it is why could you believe that stuff but it's like I have a history of talking to certain Sagittarius men where I'm like they're not dead inside but it's like you guys just don't want to put any effort and I'm like oh my god is that Jake too because he's a Sagittarius but it's honestly maybe well you know and maybe we'll do an episode about him, but a lot of actors who either, you know, he grew up, you know, within this the, this Hollywood type life and acting life, but a lot of actors who started young and really are all about their craft. I've heard a lot of stories, like even Chris Evans, where I've heard stories where they almost don't know how to act normal, if that makes sense. Like the behaviors mm-hmm. of just trying to have dinner with a friend. Like, so the reason why I bring this up and I'm sidetracking a little but I kind of get why some people or some actors don't really end up with someone not to say that they won't in the future yeah um so I have a friend and I actually want to bring her up uh, on an episode one day to talk about like Marvel and uh what is it political like themes yeah but so she has a distant friend who dated went on a date with Chris Evans oh my god yeah and she was saying like and I have to ask her again and we can you know we can talk about it another time as well but she was saying how, like, he was trying, like, she was, like, it was, like, as if he was trying hard to be normal. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she was just saying, he was, like, like, he's, like, Here, I'm going to cut my steak. And, like, like she, she could tell that, like, he was trying too hard. Yeah. And, and you, I can't, you know, and, you know, from my perspective and hearing this and the other things that she had told me, it's, like, maybe sometimes, you know, people get too deep into their characters or because when you hang out with a certain circle of people, you know, AKA Hollywood, you don't really have to put up that wall, but when you're dating someone and maybe they're not an actor or a certain creative there, you have to like, you, I think they start to think you have to act a certain way and imagine us normal people on a first date, we're already acting a certain way. Right. Yeah. So imagine an actor like that's So, you know, and I'm definitely going to ask my friend for details again, but it was very interesting how she brought that up because I've heard that multiple times before about certain actors. I've heard a story about Rooney Mara and stuff, and I can share that in the future about how, like, I mean, to put it in layman's terms, they just don't know how to act Mm -hmm. normal. And I think that's so interesting. And I'm not saying that's Jake, but I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't see that as a negative. It's just yeah. unfortunately how they're upbringing and, you know, the environment that they're all in. Yeah. But at the same time, like maybe Jake having come from a Hollywood family, like mm-hmm. just got used to it yeah. at a certain point. Like also another thing, I don't know if you, did you ever watch Friends? Yeah. Okay. Huge, <laughs> I know it's like really not cool to like to it. <laughs> no, it's not cool to like it, but I'm sorry guys. I watched Living Single and Friends and I loved both. Oh like God. Yeah, I know it's become that's like a whole other thing, but it's become so like you're considered like, uncool if you like friends. I'm just like, all right. Yes, like, we know we're all they're all white. Like, yeah. Like almost every other fucking show in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> like But like but yeah. there's I mean, there's a lot to like about friends, I think, but also I there's agree. This one episode where um Joey is like in a stage play and he says that like if two people have chemistry on stage mm-hmm. it's because they're like just not dating in real life or whatever but if they stop having chemistry on stage then they are like you know, sleeping together. together basically yeah. like off stage and I feel like that like I don't think that Jake Gyllenhaal is like bad at acting like he's in love he just hasn't had a lot of opportunities to do it and um or he hasn't chosen a lot of opportunities to do it but I think 
that from what I've seen, I could definitely see him being, if that theory is true about people who don't have as much chemistry on stage, having more chemistry off stage or just whatever, him being maybe more romantic in person, I could see that being possibly the case um, with him because I feel like he, and I could be completely wrong about this because like I didn't really dig into his romantic history very much, but I feel like he seems like a solid boyfriend type. Like he's been dating the same girl since, I mean, it's only, what, 2018 has only been yeah three years but still I feel like that feels like a long time for an actor absolutely I agree I agree (laughs) and it's funny you bring up you know that you know I've heard like actors say you know even in when I'm watching a movie or show those you know the the, they'll always say like no you know like I want to wait until we're done with the job so then we can do it because it might mess up their craft they're like if we hook up now this is not going to be good for the performance yeah but to talk about Brokeback Mountain really quick yeah I always remember watching the Oprah episode I used to be huge on Oprah when I was in high school so the Brokeback Mountain cast was on there and so obviously we know that Michelle Williams and Heath Ledger started dating probably during the movie and post the movie but the way like Anne Hathaway spoke about it and like you know, I'll send you the clip on the side. And if you guys want, just YouTube it. It's on there. But the way Anne Hathaway speaks about them, like how she would be like during read-throughs, like they would just give each other slide glances and they would look so cute and like blush. And I'm like, I feel like even with Anne Hathaway saying that story, she herself was surprised because I don't think that's witnessed often, often you know? Yeah. I don't think, especially how Michelle Williams is as as an actress and how I've like heard her in interviews and stuff. I'm and it could be, it might not be true, might be true. I just don't think she was the type to be like, let's hook up like ASAP because you're so cute. I think like they were crushing on each other right. and they probably kind of properly waited until the filming was done because they were also, uh, Heath and Michelle are very serious about their craft. But I do like, you don't hear those type of stories often, not to say that like, you know, most people I'm sure are private, but just the way she said it was so like simple. They would just like, you know, look at each other's side eye and they would like smile really big, but then act like, you know, no one noticed. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I think that's so important at the same time right. because to be honest, like I know, you know, obviously they weren't together once before he passed, but it was somehow, to, from my perspective, it was like a healthy relationship within Hollywood. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. But I don't know, like, I just think that's so cute and like, I don't think that happens often. I feel like a lot of actors just hook up with the people that they like and they're like, okay, let's just start dating or all they did was hook up and that's it. Yeah, I agree. And also like from what I've read about Heath Ledger, he seems like a really respectful guy. Like like, aside from like romantic situations, um, I watched Brokeback Mountain for the first time this week. I don't know why I waited so long to watch Mm -hmm. it. I think I was just like, I know it's sad and I don't feel like watching a sad movie, but this was like an excuse to watch it and it was just amazing but um I like was just reading articles about it like I do after I watch any movie and I saw that apparently him and Jake Gyllenhaal were asked to present an award at the Oscars and they were asked to make a joke about their relationship Mm -hmm. and like apparently Jake Gyllenhaal was like okay and like didn't think anything of it because he was like it's just you know whatever whatever. but then Heath Ledger was like absolutely not like I'm not gonna make fun of love like this is a movie about love and I'm not gonna go up there and make a joke about it which I was like wow that is so sweet and this is like the early 2000s where I feel like it was like people didn't care about making gay jokes or any of that like literally this movie ends up being like I feel like this movie has been um just like turned into the gay cowboy movie to some people because like that's what I literally thought it was when I was younger right in 2005 when it came out I was like 
in fifth grade. So like I definitely like did not watch it then because my parents <laughs> would not have let me watch it then. I but, absolutely understand. Yeah. Yeah, eventually, like, I feel like that's just what I heard the movie was. And it was obviously so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, when I was reading about that movie, I saw that basically, a lot of people were asked if they wanted to be in the movie before the script ended up going to Jake and Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Um, like they asked Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Ryan wow. Philippe, Mark Wahlberg, Edward Norton, Joaquin Phoenix, like all of them were asked and they all turned it down. <laughs> of course they did, and I'm sure some of them regret it. Yeah, I'm sure. But it's so weird now that you say these names. Like, I just don't picture anyone else. Yeah, like, I know. And it's funny because, like, I, 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 Heath Ledger, Ledger was quite, you know, decently known at the time. Jake was sort of as well. So, like, if anything, I think it was they were the best choice instead of putting on someone who's completely A-list Hollywood streamlined, like the choices that you just said. Yeah. So... I feel like this is is so good. Like I love that to hear that. It's I wonder who would have been matched up. Like would have put it like, if yeah. it was, like Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. Like, oh my god, Fight Club Part Two type of thing. Or... No, but that's the thing. When I read all these names, I could see them potentially playing Heath Ledger's role, but none of them playing Jake Gyllenhaal's role. Exactly, and I think it's because of the way he played it. Yeah, he he played it like. It was just there's something so perfect about him being the one who like from the second the movie started was like comfortable enough with his sexuality to like make the first move and mm-hmm. like literally throughout the whole movie he was the one that was the most confident in it like did not try to hide it really and I feel like Heath Ledger's character because obviously they talk about his trauma and stuff like he yeah. was unwilling to accept himself um, and I just feel like that's why I can picture any of these other straight men playing that same role because <laughs> they would have been the same. I can especially picture Matt Damon for some reason, but I'm glad it was yeah. a pleasure. Likewise. Um, but what other movies did you rewatch in the last few days? And so did you have any like, I, new thoughts? I rewatched Donnie Darko and I think, so like Donnie Darko came out when I was, I think like eighth grade, ninth grade, right? Mm-hmm. So at that time, there was a lot, there was like this huge like renaissance of like these really cool indie films, which included um, Dying Darko and it included like Garden State and all of this, right? And, you know, I liked Garden State. The soundtrack was amazing, but like, I just, I think I like quirky white girls just annoy me. And I know <laughs> the Pixie Dream Girl was like the thing then, but a very good soundtrack. And it's always a good watch. Like I do like Zach Braff as an actor as well. And Natalie, so Donnie Darko was like, I, and you guys will hear this, God knows in how many episodes, but I'm a huge horror film fan. Mm-hmm. And so obviously this is along the lines of like creepy, whatever. Um, and I do love 80s films. So for having this film that takes place in the 80s and it has like this cryptic supernatural element affecting the characters in the family in this, or predominantly the main character in this film. Mm-hmm. So he plays a very simple boy who clearly suffers from depression in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way he does it, like there, there, there's a scene where um, he's like sitting with his mom and his mom is talking about how she's going on a trip. And obviously, you know, because he, you know, is severely depressed and has some other mental issues. His mom was just saying like, you know, your sister's going to be here and like, watch out for you. And then like, he's sitting on the bed and she's just quiet and she's sitting on the bed next to him. And then he, he said, he says something along the lines of like, how does it feel to have a freak um, for a son? Yeah. And, it, 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 and the moment that she goes like, oh, it's wonderful. And how she like looks at him and how he looks at her. Like, it's insane because you would think he's that, like, that's him just in real life. He just does it so well, you mm-hmm. know? And um, 
So I, I do like that movie a lot, but I think one of my top favorite performances of his as of recently is Detective Loki in Prisoners, mm-hmm. directed by, I always butcher this guy's name, Dennis Villeneuve, you know, whatever. <laughs> An amazing director. I loved that movie. And I remember hearing about Prisoners way before it came out. They were, I think, like Christian Bale, Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon, they were all like attached to be in this film. And then like something fell through and there was a different director, better director. And then Hugh Jackman, um, Terrence Howard and um, Jake Hall were part of it. And so there's, if you watch the film, I think, and, you know, I might be mistaken, I think we're, you know, what I do like in this, him being a detective, most of these films that you watch when you see the detective character, you get a glimpse of their personal life one way or another, right? Like they Mm -hmm. talk about it or you see it or, you know, whatever. And it's always kind of really typical. It's always like, oh, he has an issue with his daughter. He doesn't see his kids. His wife's like, you're always gone. Like, and it's one of my biggest pet peeves because it's like, you guys all think detectives are the same or something. Mm -hmm. Here, it's like, we have to figure out for ourselves. But here, what we know is that apparently he's one of the best detectives because apparently he's gotten every, solved every case, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has tattoos that he has to hide. And I, I, I want to say because of the ring on his pinky, he may have been in the military. But again, we just don't get enough in there. But he's very serious about his job as well. And then one thing that I noticed within the film, and um, I have a very close family member, member who suffers from it as well. He ha- In the film, he has like this facial tick. Mm-hmm. Um, and my someone really close to me in my family has like facial Tourette. So it's kind of the same. Like he just gets this like eye tick. And it's insane how, like, it's so natural in there. And so with that, you clearly know he's clearly, he's very, like, buttoned up, literally. Like, his shirt is buttoned up to his neck. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he he has to kind of hide or, like, hold in so much that we, we can only know what it is, right? Like, it might be PTSD or, you know, he might have had a wife and maybe divorced or whatever. Because there is a point where the mother asks, um... Like, do you have children, Detective Loki? And realistically, I, from what I found out, detectives aren't supposed to say yes or no. They kind of have to veer the question, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you answer either way, it's going to affect the, you know, the people, that, the victims that you're trying to help or, you know, whatever. But I don't know, in that scene, it made it seem like maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But it's just like the way he hesitated, he was like almost thinking, I feel like I should tell this person. Not like, like almost break, like, you know, protocol for my job. Mm-hmm. And then you can see that he was dealing with a different case more than usual because you have Hugh Jackman's character, who is this very, he was dealt with the nature versus nurture, car- nurture card and someone told him nature, where he's <laughs> like, you're a man, you have to buck up, you got to shoot deer, you have to survive, because in the basement of his house, he had like all these supplies for God forbid, like, you know, the apocalypse comes, we're prepared, very nature built, and and, and that does affect the way the family is and that it does affect not only Detective Loki, but him as a father once their daughter goes missing. Mm-hmm. Because he seems and sees himself as a, like a failure. The wife says it himself. She's like, you promised that you were going to protect us. You protected us with everything but th- something like this, right? Mm-hmm. So Detective Loki, a.k.a. Jake Hall, is now dealing with this character where it gets him annoyed and pissed off. And he's like, great, now I have to be like more aggravated than I should be. <laughs> I thought I could just like solve this fucking case without you, you know, annoying me and doing something. And then he i don't know like there's just so much and then there's, there's another scene where um sorry guys it might be semi spoilers there's another scene where they get a witness right and this witness has a history of being really creepy there's no history of like you know assault of a, of a child or anything like that but you know he he gets taken to the station and he's trying to have like a 
Jake Gyllenhaal and this uh uh I wouldn't say witness but like a you kind of find out he's like a victim um they're talking or suspect and um he's like I don't know what to say like poor suspect has like an IQ of like maybe a 16 year old 18 year old yeah or he just doesn't know how to talk but obviously there's a scene unfortunately where he there's a struggle and he grabs the gun of one of the officers and then he shoots himself and the scene of how Jake Gyllenhaal reacts to it like he broke he like broke and then he like swallowed it so quickly because he's exhausted and he's not exhausted because yeah it's his job or whatever because this case everyone from every you know whether it's victim suspects or witnesses are a different kind of breed and it's affecting him and it's breaking down his character and who he is as this person in the film and i loved seeing that i'm not saying i love seeing him being tortured but you know like <laughs> he's doing things like he had to you know he, he got so frustrated that he broke like a keyboard and freaked out Right. But, like, you can tell by the other cops looking at him, they're like, okay, this isn't normal, but we're not going to ask why. Yeah. But he just, he just, he did it so well. He was very monotone, you know, when he's interviewing everyone. Because um, that's the thing. I, I There's, like, this trend on TikTok right now happening of, like, best acting performances. And it's, like, always a white guy screaming in a film, you know? And I'm just right. like, okay, that's not always mean, doesn't always mean that that's good acting in a sense. Like, sure, it was a great performance, but, like, I think this is so good because you have to hold back. You want to be like an angry detective. You've seen that in so many films. But here he's like, this isn't who my character is. Mm -hmm. I'm not Hugh Jackman as well in this movie who he does rage because he's naturally like, I'm a tough man and I got to take care of my family. And you as a detective or a cop aren't doing shit. And Detective Loki will just look at him and be like, calm down. Like he doesn't even have to like yell, you know, in this film. And that's, I feel like that's so much more difficult you know, in real life and in to be uh, when acting in a film, right? Yeah. So I, I just, I think it's just one of my favorite films overall and one of my favorite performances of his next to Mysterio as well in <laughs> Spider-Man. But what about you? Um, well, about Prisoners or what movie I rewatched? I mean, any movie, yeah. Well, okay, well, with Prisoners, you know, I watched it for the first time a few, was it a few weeks ago? A few months ago? I don't even remember, but we were talking about it when I Yeah, yeah, I remember. I guess it was a few months ago, but time was flying by. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, we obviously, like, you didn't want to spoil anything for me, but we discussed some of what you've already just mentioned here, and, like, I did Mm -hmm. notice a lot of those little clues about him, like, you said, the ring and the tattoos and the tick, and I was trying to figure out if there was anything else I could gain um, about him, but I, yeah, I'm very curious as to, like, if some of those characteristics of his were his own like artistic choice or if right. the director like was like no do all these things like learn how to have a tick and uh we're gonna give you a ring and we're gonna button up your shirt all the way to, and it's gonna be very clear you're hiding tattoos um mm-hmm. but yeah that's a movie that I have to watch a few more times honestly um even though it was hard to watch and again I don't want to spoil anything but the man you were talking about who had a really low IQ Mm -hmm. there's a few scenes with him that are very painful and uh, Hugh Jackman that are very painful to watch oh yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah so I rewatched a couple of movies one of them was October Sky um I love the movie yeah I I just really wanted to watch it because that is a movie that I felt like in elementary and middle school, they would always just turn on if we had to substitute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, is there anything else I can like gain from this movie now as an adult? And like, mm-hmm. it's still like, you know, I still 
felt the same way watching it. Like, I would get sad at certain scenes with his dad, but I was very happy by the end. Um, the first thing I thought of when I watched this and also broke back was his accent. I can't tell if, because like, he's in October Sky, he's from West Virginia. And right. like I mentioned at the beginning, he's very much an L.A. kid. I can't tell if his accent is good or not, but it sounded good to me. <laughs> I think um, I would say it's decent. I mean, I'm yeah. from Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm in West Virginia all the time, but like I think like deep West Virginia they have thick accents, but like yeah. like populous like Harper's Ferry, very common area people visit Harper's uh West Virginia, they don't really have a thick accent. But like again, it's a movie and also he's a kid at that time, like maybe that's the best right. he could do. No, he was literally 19 in that movie. So like oh he, he did an amazing job, um, I think when I was watching that. I definitely had a crush on him because I Oh was, no, like, no, yeah, it was a good film too. And was like, Oh my god, he's so cute. Um, but also I'm just about to say that like you're gonna people who are listening are going to hear that my reactions to these movies feel very surface level compared to the in-depth example you just gave of prisoners sorry because i was literally no i was like literally so mesmerized by everything you were saying i was just like sitting here like oh my god yeah you're right (laughs) um no but that was literally the only reaction i had to watching october sky the other movies i watched like i said i I watched brokeback mountain for the first time um and yeah i really talked about already talked about the things that i thought were interesting which is that it passed through so many other hands and um a lot of people just didn't want the role but that movie I I don't know when the last time you watched it was but I was trying to separate the directing from the acting and like I'll I have same like similar thoughts on another movie of his that I watched but I couldn't tell which was better I mean obviously it won an academy award for the direction Um, are we talking about prisoners no no no, I'm talking about Brokeback Mountain Brokeback (laughs) sorry I'm so sorry oh my god no you're fine um, I don't know. What were your thoughts on that? Because I read a few pieces where apparently Jake said that they didn't get much direction. It was like when they were making the movie, um, apparently they were just kind of thrown in. But the directing was, from my like point of view, very good. And obviously other people thought it was good, too, if it won an Academy Award. Though, I right. mean, the, the Academy Awards, like, sometimes don't get things right. More than often don't get things right. But I think that they did get things right with this although apparently like crash which also came out that year was what won the oscar um and people thought that brokeback was actually snubbed for best film um but yeah what what did you think of the direction versus the acting what you can remember so i I know director was a angley who did it um i don't know like you know like it depends on how jake or heath or any of the actors said about taking their direction i remember in hathaway saying something about it or something but if i feel bad because a lot of actors even like al pacino says i want my director to direct me like that's my job sure i've been acting for you know 50 years but direct me so it would depend on how the director went about it and how the characters know their story right so like obviously they're doing something wrong if um or I mean something right. I apologize. Obviously, there's obviously they're doing something right if 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 Ang Lee didn't have to cut a scene yeah. or, or or postpone on filming, etc. You know, it's like so hard to also understand for actors like what do they even mean by directing? Like, what level of direction do does one actor like? Because obviously, all directors are completely different as to how they direct. Mm-hmm. Some people are very like honing in on their craft and they want 
they want the movement of your fingers to be significant in the scene right then there's mm-hmm. actors then there's scenes where a director's like Ang Lee who's like listen you read the script you know the story do what you gotta do right it, this also just proves that clearly Jake and Heath are amazing actors yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like they, they know what they're doing but maybe the script was written in a way where it's like okay we got this like are we get who our characters are right um but I I, I can also see that as frustrating you know like I, I can only imagine yeah, like, I, I was gonna say that if it is if the, it is the case that they didn't get much direction when they were filming, mm-hmm. then I could even see their characters just acting sort of as themselves, like as two best friends who yeah. are like also in love. Because um, I think in real life they were both pretty close too, and like I said, it just seemed perfect to me that Jake Gyllenhaal was the one who, from the get go, was very confident in his sexuality. Um, to the extent mm-hmm. that he could be and Heath Ledger's character was more like a little more stiff and like unwilling to accept it and like because like the thing I mentioned about him not wanting to make that joke at the Oscars seems to fall in line with how his character was in the movie mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that you know like I said if if in fact they didn't get much direction it's really easy for me to see them just being like fuck it let's just act like ourselves then and just right. be in love in this movie exactly you know I, I absolutely understand i think another film that i thought was interesting um about when it came to direction um is uh nocturnal animals directed by fashion designer um tom ford um because what i do like is that tom ford is a i really hope he directs another film and if you haven't seen nocturnal animals please watch it it's amy adams jake gyllenhaal michael shannon and uh, many other like famous people aaron johnson um isla fisher oh, i like keep remembering that i might rewatch it <laughs> but i think i remember jake saying like that how he found tom's direction probably the most interesting this is his, this was the second film that he directed um was a lot more different the first film he ever directed which is one of my favorite books as well um a single man and in the movie it's starring colin firth if you get a chance to watch that as well so in in nocturnal animals like jake gyllenhaal's character is this like he plays like this young boy falling in love or young man falling in love and then you kind of see something tragic happen at one point so you do see this really harsh trajectory of a character mm-hmm. and what they go through um and I've, I've i've read like a couple articles and like stuff about how he would say that his directing was i don't think he said it was his favorite but it was the most interesting because this person has a background of like you know not only um, being one of the most well-known fashion designers and yes he's worked on other film sets as well you know mm-hmm. but he cares about his craft in a very different way than most directors do mm-hmm. and Jake was like that's what got me excited for this film that's what made me want to do this film because I wanted to see what he was going to do and make me say if I was supposed to act anyway because a lot of you know new directors who work with seasoned actors and I've heard this before they'll be like oh don't worry you can do whatever like whatever and no actor at least no true actor who loves his loves their craft will say oh I'm just gonna do what I want no 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 I am been doing this my whole life and the directors have told me what to do Mm -hmm. if they want something different I will give my suggestion you know as to how I want my character portrayed but to hear how the actors were like Tom's vision was very interesting as to how he not only wanted his characters and his actors to be, but how they wanted them to like present themselves and even in silence. Like I thought that was so interesting because silence is another really important thing about actors. Mm -hmm. Um, That's even more difficult acting than like 
you know saying like a whole paragraph or something but uh, that's another performance of his that i really do like one performance of his that i liked but i just will never watch again is enemy Mm -hmm. like i don't know if you've seen that one no i was just going to say nocturnal so these are the movies that i haven't watched but i put on my list nocturnal animals okja enemy and Honestly, I was going to ask about this later, but Prince of Persia, even though everybody says it's a bad movie, I still want to see him in it just because it's like apparently his most mainstream role. And I just want to see how he ended up playing it. Literally, um, I was going to start this with like, hey, when I remember when they thought Jake Gyllenhaal could be Persian. Like, <laughs> like... Wait, I'm not even kidding, though. Like I was so when I was watching Source Code, I don't know if I was rewatching it. I don't know if. um Wait. No, I wasn't. That wasn't the one I rewatched. I was watching it for the first time, but (laughs) I was watching it and like the way that the lighting is or something, and even in the last scene where they show him, like the way it was hitting him, I was like, he could be looks like he could be Middle Eastern, (laughs) (laughs) right? Especially with that long hair. But I just thought, like, I saw that film actually in theaters. I was so young and like, you know, it's a big film, whatever. So obviously, when you were younger, you don't think about it. And then I'm like, that's kind of embarrassing. And I'm sure he he actually jokes about jokes like about himself about doing that role really like which i i think that's my favorite thing about any famous person um actors making fun of themselves like they understand that they've like you know not only maybe i wouldn't say it's a mistake but like have done something that's so embarrassing because like i don't like actors who are like i don't want to talk about that part of my life like mark another thing about mark Wahlberg. i hate that i'm bringing him so much in this up in this episode (laughs) but he like hates being called marky bark he doesn't like to talk about his rap career i'm like dude suck it up you should be proud of it your brother donnie loves the fact that he was yes i was a new kid on the block like you should own up to it as well like if it wasn't for that career i don't think you'd be in these really shitty ass movies you keep coming in right i feel like prince of persia i remember there was some like backlash with it but also Mm -hmm. um like i said he could pass as middle eastern and like honestly like (laughs) On the, um, like, in the census, Middle Eastern people are placed under Caucasian, which, like, is a lot of people find problematic. But, like, I don't think it got as much backlash because of that reason. And also, I don't know, if, like, I'm literally making this up right now, but, like, I know that Jake Gyllenhaal is Jewish. And so I wonder if part of him was, like, well, I'm, like, ethnic enough because, like, there are yeah, Jewish people, no. too. So, like... <laughs> I do, yeah. I am curious as to how they sold him on the phone. It's like, we want you to be in this big Disney film. I mean, like, it was also, like, one of the few... I mean, at the time, it felt like one of the few, and now it's it's happening more, but one of the few movies that was a video game turned into a movie. Um, right now, that's, like, happening a lot. So yeah. maybe he was just like, that's cool. I want to be in that. I want to see if I can play a video game character. Um super well but yeah back to nocturnal animals that is another movie that is pretty high on my list because the only reason i know this is for some reason jake gyllenhaal has not been nominated for many big awards but that was one of the bafta awards he was nominated for Mm -hmm. uh, for best actor in that and along with nightcrawler which i don't know if you want to talk about that movie but that movie is one i watched not in this last week but pretty recently like during the pandemic and oh no he was he was amazing he in was that. yeah he was amazing I obviously also loved it because seeing Riz Ahmed was interesting like, yeah. in that role and honestly I know it wasn't intended to be but kind of funny um but he yeah he was very creepy and not Riz Ahmed but Jake Gyllenhaal was very creepy and yeah. just really good at playing a creepy guy like me and my friend almost couldn't watch it because we were like he is too creepy but I was like we have to 
we have to finish this movie <laughs> no it, like he does a good job because you know he also lost like a lot of weight for that role and like yeah. his eyes were so buggy oh and it's also God. one of those films where like you know like there's always one point in a certain actor's life where they're like yeah you know that scene where his hand was bleeding well it was actually bleeding so like mm-hmm. with you know in Django and Chained with Leonardo DiCaprio like that scene where he's bleeding because he cut himself on something like that was real so in Nightcrawler there's a scene where he like breaks the mirror and he's bleeding like it was real and he had to get stitches and stuff and I'm just like I feel like that's like a mark like like a like you get like a badge yeah. you know for doing that and because like that's just also a story to tell because like I think it was not on Oprah, but like on a late night talk show uh, mm-hmm. when he was talking about Nightcrawler and he like, uh, it's like he knows that story's going to sell it because everyone's like, oh my God, let's watch that scene. <laughs> like, Oh my God. I just love that. I just love it because I feel like that's like a token for actors, yeah. you know, like where. That's very true. Yeah. I, yeah, I enjoyed that movie when I thought about it later, but while I was watching it, I was literally like, I felt like there was like bugs crawl like it was I know it's called nightcrawler but like I it felt oh, like yeah. I think that's the point time. yeah yeah like, and also it, it's just it's such a like fucked up film and also that film is amazing because Bill Paxton I think that's one of his last films before he passed mm-hmm. and I really like him as an actor director and then Renee Russo who hasn't acted in ages was like yeah let me just do this one like random ass film next to Thor right. <laughs> like but I think another movie that I, I don't know if you've seen is um end of watch no I haven't so it's like filmed documentary style. He plays a cop. It's with um that he's this really uh, Michael Pena mm-hmm. um, uh, actor, and they're both in. It. And it's like the only weird casting I thought that was in this one was Anna Kendrick, but it's fine. They like Jake Gyllenhaal and play a couple. But obviously, we you know there's a stance on cops and the police so this gives you like an interesting insight on this you know even though it's a mockumentary in a way but his performance was so good in it like Mm -hmm. um i would highly suggest people watching that film as well the only thing and i remember my dad getting so annoyed because we were watching it like in our family room years ago with my brother there's like a lot of incessant cursing and of course if you guys have heard this podcast episode so far i do curse as well sometimes i'm trying to cut back <laughs> <Me too. laughs> but there was like so much to the point that even i was getting annoyed i'm like okay do cops really like and they really do cops are absolutely obnoxious like and just cursing all the time and i'm like maybe if you just talk to them you don't have to freaking say the f word every other word but yeah i thought that film was pretty good as well that and a south paw i feel like oh my god very... i wanted to talk to you about south paw because yes i I didn't like it. <laughs> okay, I didn't like it, but I also didn't hate it. I just liked seeing the scene where, like, I don't, that sounds so morbid. I the scene where you know his it's, spoilers, but it's yeah. in the trailer. His it's wife gets shot. Yeah. yeah, and so like, I just like I was like, oh, he's crying, and also I just don't get his accent in the film, but whatever. We can, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. I was like, bro, but whatever. But I I I think his sad scenes were really sad and like good but like you said i think i've seen it once and i wouldn't really watch it again right um but I'm apparently not... he was really like hardcore about trading in that film so yeah i was more gonna power say to him. he definitely did a good job of like immersing himself in the role that he was supposed to play i do agree his accent was weird he's supposed to play somebody from new york at least he lives in new york like during his like career yeah but I was just like, is he putting on an accent because he's playing somebody who, like, went through, like, the system? So he thinks this is, like, what, like, a hardcore accent would, like, sound like? I don't know. I thought that that was, I thought that was a little interesting, too. But, I mean, his acting, especially in the second half, um, I thought was good. I just thought the writing was really bad. 
and actually looked up the guy who wrote like the screenplay and he I think this was like maybe the first thing he ever wrote it seems like he was a producer before um so like that made a lot of sense to me it's very like lifetime movie vibes yeah and also I was I don't know yeah very lifetime movie vibes I was watching it with my friend and we were both like I mean obviously Jake Gyllenhaal never says it but like we were wondering like when white writers are like writing like the script for like a black character do they literally say like say the n-word right here or do they write it out dude i have no idea part of me literally felt like they just like threw it in so much and just like made like the black characters like say it a lot with like for no reason and we were just like why it just it doesn't sound natural like none of the I mean, that aside, like, none of the rest of the script even just, like, sounded natural to me. I agree. Absolutely. And also, maybe we can ask Quentin Tarantino, like, how he writes it. Yeah, uh, wait, clearly... that's the next thing we said. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, Django, like, you mentioned Django, like, specifically that one and Reservoir, um, I feel like yeah. it's just, like, what... I want to know what the script looked like, but I also don't really want to know because especially I've... when it's like not a true story. When you're watching these ones, I'm like, did you really have to say it? Yeah. Do the, even like you know, even like black actors, like a lot of them have voiced to be like, I don't even know why we say it in this movie, and I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm really sorry about that. And also, like, I feel like, I mean, obviously, like, I I can't like speak for all black people, but I feel like people like black people don't use that word at white people like when they're talking to no at least that's not what i've experienced you (laughs) know and yeah so i was watching with my friend who is black and she i was like talking to her about it and she was like yeah she literally said that too or she was like it just feels like unnatural and like no black person would just like call their white friend their n-word or like whatever anyway that was just like something that was on my mind when i was watching it um just not great writing but i still think that when i I was, you know, trying to separate the writing from the acting, and I think he did a pretty good job. And um, another movie that I actually wanted to rewatch but didn't end up having time for it because it's so long was Zodiac because that was <gasps> yes one of my favorite movies for so long. Like, even to the point where a few of my friends, like, associate that movie with me. One of my friends literally sent me an article about some guy, like, cracking one of the Zodiac ciphers recently. Um, and, like, everyone on Reddit just kind of being, like, oh, you can't be right because you didn't spend enough time thinking about this and, like, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But I wanted to watch that because I wanted to look at his role specifically because when I watched that movie, I honestly am thinking more about... Because this movie feels like, <laughs> at this point, a Marvel uh, Marvel reunion, but a reunion before they were, like, in all the Marvel movies because <laughs> Robert Downey Jr.'s in it, Mark Ruffalo's in it, and now Jim yeah. Hall's in the MCU, too. Um, the last time I watched it was... I don't even know how many years ago, but I was more so focusing on Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo's characters and Jake Gyllenhaal's. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's a movie that I love. And I'm sure because I loved it that Jake played a good job or played a good role, but I just cannot really remember his character very well right now. Well, I mean, it's been a few years as well since I've seen it, but his character is another one of those characters where like he, he plays like this naive like kid you know and I kind of I think that's why I'm not saying it's not memorable but of course like you're you're following Robert Downey Jr. and all these other big actors at the time right um but his character is that really naive and that's another thing he does really well he's good at playing that like he's this kid he's this new kid and what we do see and what I do remember is Robert Downey Jr. Mark Ruffalo like you don't get it kid and we actually witnessed that and like sure he worked extra hard and you know obviously there's theories within the film that that you know coincide the theories in real life um it was interesting to see that but what i do like is that you could tell he was just as excited in the film and in real life too i remember 
you know, hearing interviews about how, like, they all read the books and would sit and discuss it after, like, shooting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Apparently, like, Chloe Savaney, who plays his girlfriend or wife in the film, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. She was, like, even saying, she's like, yeah, I was the only one that didn't read the book. So I would just kind of sit there and listen. I'm like, bruh, that's the the one thing you want to do with these actors. And also, being in a film in such a notorious, like, unsolved case is to read the book and then talk about it during and after filming or whatever right so like and and to this day that case also drives me wild but i do believe if and if anyone has seen the film i am a i kind of believe that the theory that they have in that film of who it may have been i think that was that person Mm -hmm. but you know be it that it was such a long time ago etc and i do believe that there were copycats and there was a lot of blurred lines we can do a true crime episode one day but like yeah yeah he was good in that film as well yeah and the reason i also liked it obviously being from the bay area i was like it it's nice to kind of see your like where you're from although even if it isn't a horror movie context or i wouldn't even call it a horror movie i guess it's more of a like crime thriller yeah but yeah, that's that's another one I wanted to rewatch. Um, oh yeah, and then the last thing I forgot to say about Southpaw, again with my theory <laughs> with him not being great at romance. I mean, his love interest dies again. Spoiler, but not really a spoiler because it's in the trailer. His love interest dies in like the first thirty minutes of the yeah, movie, and I was like, yeah. classic. Okay, and even when they showed them like in the beginning of the movie, it. I don't know if you watch it again you'll see that he like literally does not really make eye contact with her like Rachel McAdams like she is playing somebody in love with him he is not playing somebody in love with her at least that's Dude, what I, I didn't even think of that yeah so but then obviously but then the rest of the movie is like him being angry and being killed and it's just like obviously like where was yeah, the chemistry angry, but I, where was the chemistry yeah in the yeah. beginning of the movie um on this it also just reminded me of I, I still haven't seen Memento, but I need to watch that. Um, and this movie reminded me that I need to watch it because that one was more about actually like avenging his wife's murder, while this one was, was more like, like picking up. Yeah, the I was just gonna say like he wasn't in Memento. He but, wasn't. Oh, no, but that is a very very good film, and I wish Chris Nolan could. Not to say I don't like Chris Nolan films, but he can go back to that. It's no problem. Yeah. Like Tenet was something else to me. I was very disappointed. Yeah, I need to watch it. Um, like I listened to the soundtrack, and it was good. I mean, a lot of his soundtracks are really good. And oh, absolutely, Travis Scott yeah. was in one of the songs, so obviously, like I listened to that first. Yeah, but I, yeah, I heard, I I've heard enough people tell me that the movie wasn't great enough for me to probably not watch it, but it's still on my list. Um, yeah, I, I could say because if you, I'm a huge sucker for really good soundtracks and sometimes i will rewatch a film even if it's not that good mm-hmm. because of the soundtrack so the soundtrack is very good to tenet but that's another thing like granted jake gyllenhaal was in spider-man and stuff and i would love to see him in more marvel mm-hmm. films but right now you know there's the, tra- the trajectory of where we're going we're not going to see any of that for a minute but i i would wonder if he would do you know something just as big like something along the lines of like what chris nolan like a chris nolan type film you know yeah. where granted credit chris nolan's casting gets a little annoying at times yeah um i i would like to see that you know side of jake gyllenhaal like i don't want to see him an action star per se even mm-hmm. though he's coming kind of films like that um like source code and stuff but it would be interesting to see because even when he was Mysterio, like realistically, he that he wasn't that. Like that was the whole point, right? Right. So like I would like to see where he's not 
Jack Reacher per se, but he's kind of along the lines of it's a good film and I'm a man with a gun or I'm a man ready to fight with my fists. Like, I don't know why I want to see that because another thing that I think I'm a fan of is like, I don't think he's the best actor in the world, but like, I do like a lot of Tom Cruise films because of the way, the way he plays certain characters. Right. Mm -hmm. So like Jack Reacher is based off of like a, like a series of books. um, And I love those stories. So in the movie, he's good. Even in Mission Impossible, like they're good. So, you know, they're not bad films. It's not Fast and the Furious level, right? So I want to see Jake's in something like that. I don't think he needs to be in a series of films, mm-hmm. but I just want to see him do something where he'll probably have fun and he trained for it. And there's like huge theories and now there's a cult following. Like right. Donnie Darko will always have that cult following for him, but I think he needs a new one. Yeah. I was going to say like, I was literally going to say, I would love to see him in some type of an action comedy role. And then I was like, oh, that's literally Marvel. And um, he's already in the Marvel Exactly, so, exactly. I guess, yeah. We'll but I, want, I, would, I would love to have more of that. Like, imagine, like, you, I don't know if you, I heard this years ago. And I wonder if it's, I think it was true. So when Spider-Man 2 came out, Tobey Maguire had like an injury. And it was like rumored that they were like, we need to recast Spider-Man. And oh. it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, what? To, to the point that he was training for it already. Like, but then Tobey Maguire, like, healed or whatever. And um, obviously ended up being in Spider-Man 2. And the reason why I know this is because Tobey Maguire and Jake Gyllenhaal did a film together called Two Brothers, I think. Mm. And they talked about it, like, in an interview. Like, oh, my God, like, how does it feel? And he's like, thank you, not Spider-Man. Oh so, like, God. I thought that was... That's so interesting because, like, realistically, I think he would have been a decent Spider-Man. Yeah. At that time. Like, because he was a kid, practically. But, like, at the same time, I'm so glad he's Mysterio because he's in the universe. And, like, realistically, if we're following the Marvel timeline, he would pop back. But who knows? Right. Um, That is really interesting. So now I feel like I need to watch Far From Home and see if there's any, like, references (laughs) to him. Like, oh, I... Like I could have been you, kid, or like something like that. Like I don't I mean, even know. Probably. He was, like, and like, angry. yeah. And just now, I was thinking of like what other Marvel character he could have really played if it wasn't like if you know well, he wasn't playing Mysterio. And I was like, I guess maybe Ant Man, but Paul Rudd is just too good as Ant Man. I think I yeah, exactly. wouldn't want anyone else to be Ant Man. Well, I mean, because you brought that up, he was like, I think he was in line to play one of the Batman's. Oh. I don't know if it was the Christian Bale version or whatever, but like. So, and again, I'm a huge sucker for Batman. Um, I think he would have been a decent Bruce Wayne, but not a good Batman, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. So it's just like, eh, I'm kind of glad he didn't get it. But it's, also, his like blue eyes are too harsh for the suit. Yeah, it's weird, though, because now I'm picturing, like, you know, the Robert Pattinson, like, image that came out. I'm picturing that as, like, him. And I feel like I can see it. Right. But it, I think that there's, I mean... People have said this already, and it wasn't the case. But I was going to say, I feel like there's been enough Batman's. <laughs> like, we don't need another. Batman. I really don't think so. Um, what? Okay, man, we'll have to talk about it another day. But I want to talk about Batman one day, just because like there's so much I can say. We will do an episode about Batman, but me having not enough knowledge to go into it to I talk got about you, for sis. this long, I'll probably yeah. just ask you the questions. <laughs> so I'm trying to see like what projects he has coming. So he has a movie with Benedict Cumberpatch coming out. Oh, wow. Another I mean, Marvel it's, reunion. It's going to take time, obviously. Yeah. But, like, what... I mean, I don't know if you have any more questions, but there's one that I have. What actor would you want him 
would you want to see him work with that he hasn't worked with yet? Oh, interesting. Um, I honestly don't know because, like, I'm not going to, like, pair him with an actress because I literally could care less, like, what actress he ends up having as his love interest in the future, as we've established. (laughs) Um, I think, I know I just mentioned him, but I feel like he would, and maybe he has already done a movie with him because, like I said, I, well, I didn't really say this, but I haven't watched, like, his more niche movies mm-hmm. um but like i feel like he would be good with paul rudd like if they were in a comedy dude yeah that would be really funny I yeah and um, i don't know what like i don't know what i'd want the premise to be but i could just picture them being in an action comedy and it would just right? be really funny i like that yeah I like that a what about lot. you wait so um maybe tom hardy i do like Tom okay. Hardy a lot um and actually it's kind of funny um, you know how we were talking about I want to see him in this action film? I'm so sad I looked at this. <laughs> Michael Bay is directing a film and Jake Gyllenhaal's gonna star in it. Oh no, oh no. But but it's a decent cast. It's like Yahya Abdul Mateen, whom I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. Garrett Dillahunt's in it. Well, we're that we're gonna get our action. There's gonna be a ton of explosions, like all so over maybe, the place. So this is probably gonna be his bad movie, and I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean I'll so. still support him. Um, exactly it's funny because Michael Bay's studio in Santa Monica was right across from my studio or not my studio my office um, in Santa Monica as well obviously and Mm -hmm. I like really didn't know what he looked like Um, so like when I was working I would see like this dude like on the roof with a hat on like covering his face like eating chicken every day like not every day but every day that he was there he was just sitting there eating chicken and like um, I like walked outside once and I just like made eye contact with him and I just waved to him and he waved back and then like every like couple of weeks when I saw him outside I would like wave to him and one of my coworkers was like oh you're friends with Michael Bay now and I realized <laughs> that, that was Michael Bay just like sitting up there eating his oh, chicken. Oh my god that's cute that's really cute. Yeah <laughs> but then um... I was just like I mean yeah I thought it was cute but I was just like wow like out of all of the like celebrities I could have had right interaction with it's michael bay and i just <laughs> what i what i do appreciate about it because again i feel like to be a true movie fan you have to appreciate all genres even if they have shitty films i do like some of his really hardcore action films yeah but another actor i really uh, i actually just love her in general jessica chastain mm-hmm. i hope that she gets on the traje- trajectory of like what meryl streep is because she's such a good actress and i just read another upcoming film of jake gyllenhaal is going to be based off of Tom Clancy's The Division, so far starring Jessica Chastain and Jake Gyllenhaal. But listen to the synopsis. synopsis. So I don't know if, like, the country is ready or the world is ready for films like this right now. But in the near future, a pandemic virus is spread via money. Oh, my God. Paper money on Black Friday. Oh, my God. Decimating New York. A group of civilians trained to operate, operate in a catastrophic times are activated in an attempt to save who and what remains and obviously this book was written way before but like that's another thing i don't think i'm ready or want to see a movie about like uh like a A virus coming you know a pandemic of any kind just because it's like so depressing and like i know there's zombies zombie movies like that but usually like you know 28 days later was like a little different but i feel like they're going to make these movies now where it's like oh the covid virus is here and i'm like don't that's just and it's not a whole like trigger thing or whatever it's just like this is something was that was 
it's so absolutely devastating that happened and like I hope actors, most actors will know not to be in these films because you know for a fact there's going to be a ton of scripts coming out about, oh, this takes place during the COVID pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude, I don't want to do it. Well, if anything, if there's so many scripts that are about the pandemic, hopefully the ones that actually make it to the screen are, like, worth watching. Exactly. But I know that, like, literally in the middle of the pandemic, there was either a movie or a show that came out that was on Hulu, and it, I didn't end up watching it. I think it stars... Um, I'm forgetting his name, but the like the guy who plays Archie in Riverdale. Um, oh yeah, I'm forgetting um, what it's called though. But yeah, what his name is. But there is a movie that exists, and I think it's still on Hulu. And oh yeah, and it was about the pandemic, and they did it peak pandemic. Yeah, they did it peak pandemic, and which means that they were filming it like probably at the towards the beginning of the pandemic. And I'm just like, why were well, they just racing to be the first movie right? that was about the well, pandemic? I did see one movie that like was also filmed during the pandemic and it did reference the pandemic and the only way you knew it was is that they were wearing masks at one point. And the whole movie it's like a horror film. And yeah. the whole movie is about that they're doing um, a seance via Zoom. So it's like, you only see a scene where, like, they clearly live in the city and, like, her friend is outside the apartment waving and she's wearing a mask and, like, that's it. And then they do oh. seance via Zoom. Like, do it that way if you really, really, really want to right. reference a film that during the pandemic. But I really just don't think we need to even do that. We can skip over it. Yeah. I'm quite I mean, sure. Like, like I know a lot of movies, like, a lot of reality shows that I'm seeing... I mean, I don't watch a lot of reality shows. I watch the Kardashians, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and I watch Shaws of Sunset sometimes. But, like, they're already showing, like, their life during the pandemic. And, like, that's fine, I guess, because, like, a reality show. And I feel like they're not really focusing on it anymore. Um, I'm interested to see, like, I don't know if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, but that's one of my yeah. favorite shows. And, yeah, mm-hmm. they were filming a season during 2020. So I'm sure that, well, hopefully they do it. I mean, I can't even say the show is tasteful, but hopefully they don't do it in an insensitive way when they're talking about the pandemic, but it is Larry David. And so oh God. we'll see how that goes. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't, I definitely don't want to see a movie or a show where it's like centered around the pandemic. It's fine to reference it. Like at this point, now that it feels like things are kind of returning to normal, like it's fine to like, as people shouldn't pretend like it didn't happen, but I don't think that anyone is interested in seeing a storyline that it, yeah this. yeah we don't need to see it and also most of the time they do it from this weirdly privileged aspect it's kind of like when the tsunami happened almost all these movies we saw were about like white families on vacation suffering and i'm like really yeah not to say it wasn't traumatizing for them but it's like let's talk about the people who were deeply affected that actually still live there and stuff yeah but yeah so i'm sorry he's also coming in a film called the anarchist versus isis um wait jake gyllenhaal yeah what is he a, doing is he trying to uh, self-sabotage himself <laughs> i know a group of american activists join forces with a kurdish militia group to help de- defeat oh. isis in syria okay. okay well if they're trying to help defeat isis in syria and because they were fucking syria up that's fine I is he playing that another middle eastern character <laughs> oh god who knows we'll find out he plays I, a persian guy oh my god i'm like I will watch his projects, his future projects. I'm, I still have, like I said, a few movies of his that I need to watch yeah. at the like to begin with. Um, I think I have a lot that I will keep in mind now about him, like while I'm watching these movies. And hopefully, if you've been listening this long, we <laughs> put something to, for you to think about when you're watching any of his movies. Um, but I honestly think we've exhausted the subject of Jake Gyllenhaal. What do you think? I think so, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, this was. Honestly, I learned a lot from this. Like, I, I learned a Same. lot from this last week um, watching his movies, but also, like, love talking to you about this stuff because I feel like you 
and we I, I think we both have like very different things that we researched after each of these movies so it's interesting right. to hear everything um but yeah I think the next movie I have to watch is definitely Nocturnal Animals and we'll see after that maybe Prince of Persia maybe when I'm like feeling like watching something that I probably won't like at all yeah. I'll watch that. I, yeah I don't know maybe I'll watch like Nocturnal again just because I really did like that film yeah. But if any of you, and you know, I'll post this on our Instagram again, follow us at the Nerd Confessionals. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any actor or famous person you would like for us to talk about, we actually have a whole list ahead of us from, you know, directors, authors, actors that we plan to talk about. And the series will be called Spotlight On. So this is was our episode of Spotlight On Jake Gyllenhaal. Thank you yeah. for listening, guys. Thank you. We'll catch you next time. Leaders on the Monday, guys. Bye. Bye.